Good morning. I'm Weemala, and today is Sunday, August the 14th. Um, today, if you're in the area, we have Dhammapada class, a Zoom Dhammapada class at 11 a.m. So uh, I know that lately there's been a, maybe more longer than just lately, but you'll you may have a lot of frozen screens while I'm talking. And I'm working on that. Steve Risch is helping me work on that. But I think it's the upload speed for my internet. So if you, uh, if you have a lot of freezes, you can just listen to it after it uploads, after I finish the live portion. I think the uploaded version will be, an, or, or the one that I put on uh, Blue Lotus Temple page after I finish live. You might, you won't, you shouldn't be running into those freezing problems while I look for a long-term solution. <laughs> so today I want to read from Sharon Salzberg's book, A Heart as Wide as the World, and then we can sit. I have lots of critters out. chipmunks and squirrels and birds eating away on the sunflower seeds. All the bowls are, have either a squirrel or a bird or a chipmunk just sitting in the bowls of food. So let's read, I'm reading from this book from the section, the book is a heart as wide as the world. The first section is the spirit of meditation. And this book was written uh, it's a, longer ago than I thought, so it was written in 1997. So she's, she does talk a lot about her own life and um, more the early days of the Insight, of Insight Meditation Society, which she, she and Joseph Goldstein and Jack Cornfield began after they, after they came back from uh, uh, India or Burma, wherever, wherever they were at the time. The Heart of Practice. The first retreats we had for families at the Insight Meditation Society were specifically designed for parents of our students. Oop, I need to make one little switch here. Okay. So the first retreats we had for families at the Insight Meditation Society, and this is in Barrie, Massachusetts, were specifically designed for parents of our students. Introducing them to the practice was a way to dispel their concerns about their children's strange new hobby. One student, apprehensive about her mother coming to learn how to meditate, said, my mother is the kind of woman who would say, the goddamn birds kept me up all night. In fact, her mother said exactly that after her first night here. But by the end of the week, she was listening in a whole different way. She had begun to simply hear, letting go of the judgments that might attach themselves to sounds like birds in the middle of the night. There are so many ways to hear a sound we might hear a certain noise and become reactive and upset, finding it unpleasant. 
If we think the sound is a pleasant one, we might want to go, want it to go on and on. If the sound strikes us as neither pleasant nor unpleasant, however, we may only half hear it. Or we can hear a sound directly without judgment or conceptual elaboration, simply as a sensory event, and the whole world can open up before us. To experience the phenomena of the world in this direct way is the essence of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a quality of awareness that sees directly whatever is happening in our experience and meets it face to face without the intrusion of bias, without adding such forces as grasping, aversion, or delusion to the experience. Conditioned to live in a state of grasping, we make futile attempts to keep pleasant experiences going on forever. Conditioned to live in anger and fear, we recoil from painful experiences as though we could prevent them from happening. Conditioned to live in delusion, we space out and become disconnected from the moment when an experience is not strikingly pleasant or un unpleasant. If we add together all of the times when we do not experience life fully because desire and attachment keep us from being present, and all the times that we try to separate from what is out of anger or fear, and all of the times that we are spaced out, we end up with a pretty big pile of moments. What is left over is a tiny parcel of mindful moments when we are fully alive, not lost in clinging, resisting, or disconnecting. This is a shockingly limited way to live. It is possible to be awake and present with balance, serenity, and understanding, whether our experience is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. This is the power of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a penetrative, and profound awareness characterized by non-superficiality. I'm going to read that sentence again. It just I've never read this definition of mindfulness, but it works. Mindfulness is a penetrative and profound awareness characterized by non-superficiality. Traditionally, the quality of mindfulness is illustrated by comparing what happens if you throw a cork into water versus what happens when you throw a rock. Superficial awareness is like the cork that floats on top of the water. The rock, in contrast, sinks right to the bottom. Another way of understanding this quality of awareness is to consider what happens if we pour water into a cup. The water doesn't stay in one place. It fills whatever space there is. In the same way, mindfulness suffuses the object of attention, spreading over it entirely. When we are mindful, we suffuse our experience with awareness. 
When we hear a sound, our awareness moves deeply into the moment of hearing. When we are mindful, when we can meet what is happening directly, then there is great vitality in our world. Rather than seeing through the filters of our conditioned hopes and fears, we can be with things as they are. When we are mindful, we look with meditative vision, or as the Sufis say, with eyes unclouded by longing. Seeing in this way might be likened to what happens when we get to know someone new. When we first meet a person, we might want them to be a certain way, and we might be careless in our observations so that we create a fabrication of who they are based on their surface appearance. Slowly, as our projections lessen, we pay more attention and can see through the elements of the facade. We come closer and closer to the actual, living reality of that person. In the same way, when we are being mindful, we come closer to the actual living reality of our experience. Mindfulness can go anywhere. It is not limited to any particular experience. You might say, as did our student's mother, well, I couldn't be mindful because it was too noisy. But that would be a misconception of mindfulness, a misperception of mindfulness. We can be mindful of quiet and we can be mindful of noise. We can be mindful of tremendously resenting the noise. We can be mindful of everything in our experience. Mindfulness is an infinitely inclusive quality of mind. It is said, it is said that awareness does not take the shape of its object, which means that we can be mindful of pleasure in one moment of sadness in the next, and then of boredom, and the nature of mindfulness does not alter. Whatever we are being aware of, the nature of the awareness itself is spacious, open, and free. Practicing mindfulness is like taking a journey or unraveling a great mystery. There are countless times every day when we lose mindfulness and become lost in reaction or disconnected from what is happening. But as soon as we recognize that we have lost it, we can begin again. In fact, the moment that we recognize that we have lost mindfulness, we have already regained it, because the recognition is itself a function of awareness. When we are willing to continually begin again, the power of mindfulness reveals itself. The practice reaches fruition in each arising moment as well as in future moments. Mindfulness is not something abstract or far away. It comes alive for each of us the moment we begin. And as we begin again, this is the very heart of the practice. I like that. You can think about that in your everyday mindfulness as you go from minute to minute. And when this is how we describe uh, meditation, 
if you're counting the breath and you forget which breath you're on, um, then we just stop and come back and start all over again. And that's exactly what she's describing. I'd like to read that one paragraph over again and then we'll sit. Practicing mindfulness is like taking a journey or unraveling a great mystery. There are countless times every day when we lose mindfulness and become lost in reaction or disconnected from what is happening. But as soon as we recognize that we have lost it, we can begin again. In fact, the moment we recognize that we have lost mindfulness, we have already regained it <clears throat> because the recognition is itself a function of awareness. Very nice. So we don't want to float on the top of the surface like the cork. We want to drop down deep like the rock. Just by paying attention, we can do that. Just by awareness, mindfulness. So why don't we sit together? Wet my throat. So let's sit together. I keep trying to scoot over just a little bit because I'm covering my Buddha. <laughs> we can sit together and practice. Let your body be comfortable. Whatever posture you're in, you want your spine lifted. Roll your shoulders back, even if you're on the floor. You can roll your shoulders back. You can stretch your spine out. If you're comfortable, you can close your eyes. Let your hands be in your lap. Palms can be up or down. Let's begin with just one or two deep breaths. the nose and out through the mouth. That can help our bodies and our minds just really come into the present moment. Just back to your natural breath. Just let the body breathe and be aware of the body breathing. Just relax. Be aware if, you're, if you start to lean too much forward and then come back upright. 
If you want to count breaths, you can count one on the inhale, one on the outhale, and the exhale, and two, two, and just count up to five, being mindful with each breath. Count to five, and if you like, you can start over again with one. And if you lose count between one and five, just stop. If you notice you've lost count, then you know you've lost your mindfulness. You can stop and just start over again. Just like Sharon's talking about with mindfulness. It's not a defeat. That just means you're becoming aware because you're aware of losing count.
whenever you get distracted and notice it, that's a good moment of becoming more mindful. To start over again. Keep your eyes closed as we end our meditation. I want to read my wish. I haven't read that in a long time. May I become at all times, both now and forever, a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost their way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise, until the time I attain Nibbana. So may you have a beautiful day, peaceful, mindful, and may everything we do and say and think be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings throughout the universe. Thank you. Thanks for being part of my practice.